So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 332 for February 2nd, 2020. Apparently it's palindrome day, I, I guess. I don't know what, we have to wait like an over 100 years for this again? Is that what we have to do? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's 101 yeah. years. Yeah, well, I'm it's sure there's... 909 years since the last one. Oh, wow. Okay, then. So, we, uh, we have a podcast today, and joining me this week, of course, we have Andrew Roa McFain. It's me. Yay. So, where can we find you? Just head on over to Roadout website. You get everything's on there. Go go over there. Perfect. And you, of course, have your host Nathan Reeton Spruth. You can find me at Reeton everywhere. You can find me at Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on Mixer, Reeton on YouTube. Uh, go to my website ReetonEntertainment.com. And this very podcast is Reeton Podcast on you know Sound. Uh, is it, no, we're not on SoundCloud anymore, but we're on a TuneIn. We're on Spotify. We're in all the places, basically, you look and listen to, to podcasts, you can, you can listen. If you're on iTunes, you can actually rate us, and rate us a 5 out of 5, please, and I, I will read whatever you rate us on stream. So if it's a 1 out of 5, I will still read it on stream and be, be very mad at you for doing so. So, uh, Aroa, I, I, I'm curious, you, you mentioned it last week, and I don't know if you're wanting to share but apparently you're looking for another job uh yeah good good have do you have any uh prospects um not really uh doesn't that like where i live is so hard to find jobs for our particular field it's just that anything that pops up that's halfway decent you have like 200 applicants just putting their resumes in, trying to get that job. So I had an interview last, I have two interviews last month and neither one of them hired me. And I, I partially, I think it's because um, I just don't have as much experience as some people, but also like everyone was applying for the job. And there was one job that I think I told you about where the, the lady who was interviewing me said, hey, uh, this job is starting pay is around $60,000 a year. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but the, the job says it pays 55000 a year. And she's like, yeah, but with your experience, you should be asking for sixty. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was the HR manager from the place that would be hiring me told me that. <laughs> So I don't know who's doing who's doing what wrong in that situation. <laughs> well, you would think it would be her, right? Like you're not supposed yeah. to like say, "Hey, you're worth more than this." Like you're yeah, supposed Yeah, like what the fuck? But uh I was like, "That's sweet." But then uh somebody else got it who worked at a hospital, but the hospital around here, apparently they cut a bunch of the benefits recently. So there's two hospitals one that my sister and my roommate work at, and there's another hospital uh, that's a smaller one. And that one has cut a bunch of benefits. They cut people's paid time off, et cetera, et cetera. So they are like losing a lot of people because they cut all the hours and they, or they cut all the PTO and uh, a bunch of the benefits. So I'm really, really, really hoping I can find something similar to that job in the future. Yeah, but and, uh, and your yeah, job apparently it's, sucks. It's uh, yeah. It, I was I was fine until they they cut my pay by three dollars an hour. Why and, did uh, they do that? Because uh, they expected me to basically kind of manage their clients on their behalf in a way. Uh, kind of be the the one point of contact that uh, any particular client would need to interact with. 
Okay, um, that that doesn't sound unreasonable. Uh, after two months of being there, though, like be the only person who deals with five different dealerships. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how it works in that particular field, right? I've never been the remote, um, remote client expertise person. And, and so. right, that that's the thing. I haven't either. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where they got the idea that I would be capable of doing all of that and being like just the regular help desk person See, alongside that and also working on multiple large, larger scale projects at the same time. See, now, and, and here's like, what I'm curious about, because when I was... And all for the same pay that I was getting to just do regular help desk work at my last job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when I was um unemployed right i i lost my job at sony and i was unemployed the i went and i had to meet with an unemployment specialist basically did you did you have to do that did you have to okay so here they're like pretty strict about unemployment so you go and you talk to a lady or a guy and they they basically sit there and they're like hey this is how much money you should be making uh, this is the type of job you're looking for. Here's a list of jobs you should apply for, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have to fill out like a form every week saying what jobs you applied for and if you had any interviews, stuff like that. Easy, easy stuff, right? And mm. when I went to that meeting, the lady was like, here is the pay range for your job. And if they offer you under this amount of money, you can decline the job and keep your unemployment. Interesting. So I'm just curious if there's, if something like that happens where if you're working a particular job, like if I'm working my current job and they kick me below that pay rate, would you be able to quit and get unemployment? Because you are you not making... You can't quit and get unemployment. Well, well, what I mean is because if you could quit and get unemployment for your previous job... Because they no. didn't, they're not giving you the money that you're worth. No, I couldn't. I didn't okay. qualify for unemployment for my previous job. Oh, I thought you did. No. Okay. Missouri anyway. hates its citizens. Oh, yes. Yes, I forgot about that. They're Republicans. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of which, tomorrow's going to be a good day. So two is things that, are... Is that right? Two good things are going to happen. First off, uh, I'm getting... Uh, a Lion, The Lion King, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and a Goofy movie on Laserdisc. Those are going to be at my house. Should be there tomorrow. What the fuck? A Goofy movie is like $50 on Laserdisc. I, what? Yeah. I, I don't, don't understand your fascination with collecting Laserdisc movies. I love you. How many vinyl records do you have? Look, vinyl records hold uh, more data than CDs, okay? Uh, you have Spotify. Plus, they're analog. Even though they're recorded digitally. Well, y- yes, you know, laser discs are analog as well. Are they just analog audio? No, they're they're composite. They're analog audio and digital video. No, they're not digital video. They're composite. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they're actually. They, an... they still. That still gives you an overall negative experience because analog video sucks. I I love Laserdiscs. I don't I I I don't know why, but I've always loved Laserdiscs. So I recently saw a Laserdisc of Sailor Moon. What? Um. What? Where? And why didn't you buy it for me? It was on Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was a uh, the Laserdisc was only thirty minutes long. Uh huh. And so. Uh, to fill in all the empty space on the other side of the disc, they just etched uh, some artwork into the disc. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, it looks really cool. So, I, I'm cur- I'm curious though because they're double sided. So, why didn't they put two episodes on the laser disc? Uh, maybe it was a movie. Maybe it was an OVA or something. Maybe, but like so. So there are two different types of laserdiscs. There's CAV, which is the original format, and then there's CLV. CAV was half an hour per side, and CLV is an hour per side. So 
I wonder if there were like two episodes on one side and then on the other side there was nothing or if there was just one episode which seems really strange yeah it, it, it is like the person who posted it acted like this was a very unusual thing yeah uh okay so what games have you played this week oh and the second thing uh, before before we go the second thing is that uh tomorrow bernie's gonna win the iowa caucus so uh your maybe. turn he's going to win if uh if they uh if they don't get uh voter suppressed into submission i'm really hoping they don't because I, they've already started doing it they've already started trying anyway go on yeah. what games have you played this week uh, I have played a variety of PlayStation 1 games. Oh, uh, I think I saw that on your Snapchat. Yeah, I've uh, I've been spending a lot of time on the couch uh, playing a bunch of PS1 games I downloaded on my uh, RG350 to try to get a good idea of like what it's capable of. And it's kind of weirdly inconsistent. It's kind of it's kind of neat to see like a lot of these games that are, as a uh, modern gamer would put it, uh, poorly optimized Bad for the PlayStation 1. Um, and, like, it, it's it's also interesting to see, like, what wild things that we missed out on. Well, I missed out on. Like, uh, like time. what? Um, like, Incredible Crisis, which I have seen footage of before but I never actually played it myself. And it's really like if you, if you had a story mode along with like, uh, uh, not quite WarioWare, but like Mario party. Oh, okay. okay. There it's a series of mini games that are about the level of Mario party mini games. Uh, but they follow the storyline of various members of a family as a disaster is happening. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but it's all it's all done very much for laughs and it's it's really cute. Um I also played uh I owned this game when I was a kid. It's called Jersey Devil. Okay. Uh, okay. Have, have you ever heard of this game? I've never heard of the game, but I've heard of a Jersey Devil. Yes. So it is very loosely tied to the Jersey Devil legend. Okay, uh, I would imagine that. It, only in that, oh, look, this is a devil uh, called the Jersey Devil for some reason. Um, Please tell me he speaks in a New Jersey accent. He does not speak. Oh, okay. Um, he, uh, so, it's, uh, it, it, I want to know more about how this game came to be. Because the opening of the game is actually very, rather well animated. And has a pretty fucking incredible orchestral score, and like it, it, the game itself is not very good. It's a really mediocre 3D platformer slash collectathon. Yeah, yeah, from the mid nineties, um, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think like ninety eight. Yeah, but um, it's from the company that went on to eventually make Dead by Daylight. Well, that's weird. They should yeah. in, they should include uh, the Jersey Devil as one of the monsters. <laughs> and like it's it's about a uh, a mad scientist who is Scottish. I've never seen a Scottish mad scientist. Uh, a Scottish mad scientist taking vegetables and dinosaurs and turning them into monsters to attack the city for no apparent reason. And for some reason, also, the Jersey Devil has grown up into Batman. Of course. And is course. trying to stop the Doctor, who is Dr. Narf, which is a blatant reference to Ren and... Or no, Ren, Ren and... Ren and uh, <laughs> Pinky in the brain. Uh, references to Pinky in the brain. Yeah, Pinky in the brain. Um, Narf. And the, the, like the opening, the opening video or the opening cinematic is about that quality of animation. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Like, it's it's really weird. And then like you get into the game and it's just all shit. Like everything's animated really awkwardly. 
the gameplay itself is not great. Like you have this punch attack that like the animation is really slow and the actual hitbox is about a meter in front of your character. You like, know, everything I, about it is just awkward. I I actually would I would be very happy even though I've never played the game. I like it when companies will hark like well they'll do like retro things like putting the Jersey Devil in Dead by Daylight would be pretty funny. I I would totally want them to do something like that. When I was at Sony, uh, I was I was like, why haven't you guys made like Bubsy? Like, why didn't you put like Bubsy as something you could get like on your hat or something like that? Like you could cut or like a patch you could get on your vest. And they're like, oh, we don't own the rights. Yeah, that's it. They're like, we don't own the rights, so we can't do that. And yeah. Um, there was a point when they were actually, uh, they were just throwing, they were kind of testing things out, uh, with the game and they put googly eyes in the game, but, um, I hope I'm not breaking NDA on anything, but screw it. So they put googly eyes in the game, uh, but they had to take it out because apparently some company owns googly eyes and they would have had to like license oh. that feature in the game. Huh. So there's just like, they wanted to put it as like an unlockable where you could get googly eyes, but they just weren't able to do it. So, but like I ended up diving into this company because I just, I remembered playing Jersey Devil when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I was like, what happened to this company? And so they also made the Grinch on PS1. That game sucked. I played the fuck out of it whenever I was a, a kid. But like, I'm not suck? saying that that makes it good because it it is a very mediocre platformer, and I'm pretty sure it uses the exact same engine as Jersey Devil. But it's it's look if you think the Grinch is bad, Jersey <laughs> Devil is better. It's not any better. It's better. If you think it's bad, this game is better. No, no, no. Uh, The the Grinch is better than that. Which it should be because it came out three years later. I've played Uh, some But they also made Bugs Bunny Lost in Time, which is a good game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I also think is the exact same engine as Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil came out in 97. Bugs Bunny Lost in Time came out in 99. And then the Grinch came out in 2000. Oh, that's like so, at the dead end of the PlayStation life cycle. And they were, but they were using the same engine, I think, throughout that entire period. Yeah, so uh, um, that engine's almost but, as old as the Gamebryo engine. Almost. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, and they made Monsters, Inc. Scream Team, which is another game I have downloaded but haven't played yet, but I played the fuck out of the demo for it. Have you been streaming uh, they made these? a whole bunch. What? Have you been streaming these? I haven't, and I should be. You're, you're right. Yeah. Because um, I've also been playing. I've been playing some PS2 games on an emulator now that I have a better processor uh, and oh. it's working like a billion times better. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, I I, I kind of want to stream Burnout because Burnout's great. I just have felt like playing racing games. Burnout like, R4 Ridge Racer Type Four is so good. Burnout 3, I think, for the original Xbox. Oh, the game's amazing. Burnout 3 is great. Yeah. Uh, Burnout Revenge is a masterpiece. Uh, Burnout Paradise but is a game. It is the game, all right. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I just, like, the history of this company is so interesting because they make all these licensed games, like a ton of licensed games for, like, Cartoon Network and shit and they had a lot of them were published by thq like that gives you an idea so, of, of what they are like so, the happy feet game teen titans let me interrupt you and okay. so a lot of people will do youtube videos where they do stuff like oh this particular company and like all the mario games why don't you do one that's very similar and rip off other people but do it with <laughs> this particular company I I kind of think that I should because like they also like all of these games that they worked on and and I don't think anybody knew that they even really existed like by name until maybe sort of they made Naughty Bear. Um, I, I, I vaguely remember that game. Uh, Uh, I, 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 I looked at it. I remember 
looking at it and being like, wow, that game seems interesting. But then when it came out, it was garbage. It's, That's what I remember. It's not, it's not great. Um, what system is that for? That was a PS3 360. Okay, okay. It was one of uh, 505 Games' earlier uh, publishing deals. Okay. Uh, but they did that, and that was like one of their dream games for some weird reason. Uh, and I'm sure that the success of that had nothing to do with them changing their name a second time. Because they were originally Behavior Interactive, and then they became Artificial Minded Movement, and then they went back to Behavior Interactive after Naughty Bear came out. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, but then they made a whole bunch more licensed shit. And then all of a sudden, here comes Dead by Daylight. And now they're just like their own weird entity. Yeah. And they're making a boatload of money off that game, I think. Yeah. I think that game's doing really well. So it's just so, it's so crazy. The, the humble beginnings. Yeah. Did, uh, and you watched, uh, or I'm sorry, you played WoW, of course. And oh, yes, the the newest patch came out and there is a raid uh, that uh, my my wife and I have been watching the race to world first. Uh, We are cheering for limit to be the first because we don't like uh, method. The the first group to to win this raid. Is that what you're doing? To finish the raid. Yes. So I. um. I, I really want to find an MMO that I can play that has people. So I'm really hoping that Fantasy Star Online 2 is good. That's what I'm crossing my fingers on. Because um, I, I, there, there's a lot of games I don't want to play, like WoW. Um, and I like Star Wars uh, Galaxies, but the emulator only has like 500 people on at any given time. So And it takes uh, about a billion years to do anything in that game. Uh, also, it doesn't have jump to light speed, which is their, it was their first expansion, which allowed you to fly ships around the galaxy and like do, do, uh, missions in a starship. And they don't have that in the game. And I don't know if they're ever going to bring it in the game. So anyway, um, did you play anything else or can we move on to me? Uh, I've gone on for long enough. Okay. So I played so I played some Halo on Friday night and the servers went down as I was playing. I couldn't find mm. a match. I just couldn't find a match. And so I went on uh Twitter and there was one other guy that was like, "Hey, I can't find any matches." And I was like, "Yeah, all right." And so I did firefight mode uh by myself for a little while and then I so- tried to switch back and it just it wasn't working on Friday night. I don't know what happened. I might have got banned. I don't know. And then uh, I've also played a lot of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And that game... That game it, looks incredible. It is so good. They, they leave, like, obviously, it's like a more abridged version than DBZ abridged, right? But it still, it hits all of the notes. And the only other game that I can think of in the series that is this in-depth and also... Um, good is there's a Super Nintendo game, which I'm sure you've played, which is like an RPG that was never released in the United States. But there's a fan um, translation that's out there that it, this, it covers the whole Dragon Ball uh, series. So, oh, or Dragon I Ball Z series. I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, and the same thing can be said about Kakra is it goes through all the story beats, it's not just, hey, we're going to go from you're fighting Raditz, and then you're fighting the Ginyu Force, and then you're fighting Frieza. It goes through the whole thing, like, oh, we have to do the dialogue, and you have to go around and collect the Dragon Balls, and, like, it is a true RPG slash fighting game, and I think it is great. I really love the game. Um, I'm 30 hours in, and I am, so I'm 30 hours in, and I am on the Android Saga right now. So it's a pretty long game, too. Like uh, It even goes all the way to, like... It goes through Boo uh, Saga. Does it even, does it get to Super? At no, all? no, it you does know? not get to Super. Okay. 
So from what I, I didn't understand, know if it did or not. I just I know I've seen uh, Vegeta driving a car. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's part of the Dragon Ball Z anime, and they go through that filler episode. So there's a filler episode that everyone loves where Piccolo and Goku get their driver's licenses, and they go through that episode. They include that episode <laughs> in Kakarot. It is so good. I, I love it. It's great. So if you, if you have a chance, uh, I know you're not a huge anime fan, but I assume everyone's watched some Dragon Ball. Just at, uh, in passing, they've seen some Dragon Ball. And if you're even like remotely interested in Dragon Ball, I think you would like it. So uh, the only thing I could see that you wouldn't like is it does have a lot of RPG elements, but it's not like Final Fantasy RPG elements where... Yeah, uh, no, I, I, like, I like it whenever a game like has me build a character out. Right. It's just like turn-based shit that I don't like. Yeah, and it doesn't have turn-based shit. It, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's a like, fighting game. Yeah, it's, it's a fighting game with RPG elements where you can level up your characters and get experience points and... Uh, you can like get skills and stuff. So I think you'd really like it. So uh, anybody who likes Dragon Ball at all or likes RPGs at all, I would say get it. The fighting, the only problem I really have with it is that the fighting system is really simple. And it's... I'm 100% okay with that. Me too. Me too. I honestly, uh, I think that it's a lot better than like Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy fighting, Final Fantasy 15 fighting system, because I've said it before, I would rather either have a full action combat or a full turn-based combat. I don't like the, the in the middle because with like Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts, I don't ever feel like I'm in 100% control of my character, where as, where in this game in Kakarot, I feel like I'm in control of my character. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I would say pick it up and you'll be able to experience all of Dragon Ball. Well, all of Dragon Ball Z. And as I said, I think two weeks ago, I wish they would include more, uh, like, I wish they would have included something from the original Dragon Ball. Um, the only thing that they have included from the original Dragon Ball is you can go to certain places and there's things on the ground that you pick up and it's like, Back in the day, Goku came here and did this in the original Dragon Ball, but we're not going to show you because that would have cost more money. That's basically what, what it did. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to some stories, and we're going to start out with your story that you brought up uh, because your favorite company has died, I, I think. It's, it's, uh, it's declaring bankruptcy, at least. Oh, right. Movie Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have that? Po oh, I posted it. Here it is. Yes. So Movie Pass. Um, we've kind of chronicled the uh the progression of Movie Pass right. uh throughout its lifespan. Um and it seems that the story is finally coming to a close. Yep. Uh Movie Pass has officially declared uh chapter uh seven. Yep, seven bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Um, which is not chapter eleven. Usually you hear chapter eleven bankruptcy protection. This is just them going, nah, we give up. Uh, because go figure. Um, whenever you have a completely unsustainable business model where you drop the monthly fee from fifty dollars down to ten dollars a month, and you just give everybody as many movie tickets as you want, whenever a single movie ticket costs more than ten dollars in most places you're not gonna survive no not and, even a little bit yeah no uh so yeah movie pass uh has pretty much uh finally sealed its uh sealed its fate yeah we we saw them a little while back like go into hibernation and they're like no we're we're gonna come back um and supposedly they uh looked at quote strategic alternatives to they, clo closure they, that included they, a sell-off Mm -hmm. But no one wanted to buy them. Yeah, and they, they went to other companies. They're like, give us money. And the companies are like, no, we're not giving you money. Get, get out of Chick-fil-A, sir. Um, <laughs> um, like, the biggest thing that uh, killed them, aside from the uh, 
you know, obvious flawed business model was that like AMC just straight up competed with them and you can't compete with the companies that own the product that you're indirectly trying to sell, which is movie right. tickets. Right, exactly. Somebody, if, if, if you go to a movie theater and they say, hey, we're, we'll offer you unlimited amount of movies for $10, $15 a month, why would you go to MoviePass when you could just go to that theater? The only thing that would make sense is if there were multiple movie theaters in your town, uh, like there was an AMC and a Regal, and Movie Pass worked for both. That would make sense. But if yeah. if Regal is the only one in your city, which is the my experience is where I live, we only have Regal. And so if Regal offers that thing, why would you go with Movie Pass at that point? It doesn't make sense. No. What Movie Pass needed to do, and it, again, we've said this multiple times already. They needed to partner with the uh, with the movie chains, and they probably tried work. And yeah, they probably did. And the movie chains were like, well, "How are we getting anything great out of this?" Yeah, and they, so they they got fucked. Yeah, I mean, the only way that that would work is if Movie Pass was making so much money that they could go to the movie chain company, uh, like AMC or Regal, and say, "Here's a giant lump lump sum of money." that we're going to pay you every year or every month or whatever. They would uh, need to do it like how Spotify does it. Yeah. Yeah. And they they weren't able to do that. So Movie Pass mm-hmm. is finally dead. Oh, there was another one. There's a competitor to Movie Pass. Is that one still around? Or did that die? Uh um I'm Cinema. assuming it's dead. Cinema. Cuz I don't right? remember anybody I don't think anybody talks about them anymore. Was it was it S Cinema with an S? I think. Uh, nope. There's somebody named uh, Kristen Cinema. Oh yeah, she's the uh the person who lost. I think. Oh no, no, she's good. Kristen Cinema's fine, I think. Yeah, she's the Democrat uh senator in Arizona. It was uh Mick Sally is the bad one. Just an FYI. Anyway, uh, we won't get into that. Anyway, uh, they're dead. Movie Pass is dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone's gonna die. We're gonna move on to another company. Well, not another company that's gonna die, but another project that's gonna die. Uh, Google Stadia is partnering with Verizon, uh, so that you will bun- They're gonna bundle Stadia with. FIOS gigabyte plan, gigabit plans. See, see, this is what we were just talking about. You have <laughs> to work with the people who are providing exactly the the thing that you need to actually be able to sell your product. Yeah, but here's the thing: uh, Google Stadia sucks donkey dick. So, yep. <laughs> I really hope that my friend is listening to this at work and just goes over to the speakers and hears that. Um, so. I don't know if this is going to sell Verizon Fios gigabit plants. I doubt no. it. No. <laughs> All this is going to do is get Stadia into a, like three more homes than it would have already yeah. been in. Yeah, so basically it says here starting on January 29th, so three days ago uh, or four days ago, Verizon Fios gigabit plan. Uh, our subscribers will get a free Stadia Premier Edition unit to enjoy. The Premier Edition uh, ships with a Stadia controller, three months of Stadia Pro, and free Google Chromecast Ultra. So I guess, oh, it says new Verizon FiOS giga, gigabit plans. Of course, not just the uh, the customers who have already been loyal. You don't have to give yeah. them anything new. You just nope. give new people stuff. So yeah. They don't give a shit about the ones who are already there. But but here's again the thing is the Stadia sucks. Yeah, no one's gonna just no one's gonna switch to Verizon FiOS for Stadia. Yeah. They're gonna yeah. switch to FiOS so they can download games faster. Yeah. They're they're gonna get FiOS because it's gigabit internet and that's pretty cool. But 
it's also Verizon, and Verizon sucks. Uh, the gigabit plan upload and download speeds of up to not gigabit, apparently, 940 megabits per second. That's that's not gigabit, Aroa. Nope. That's not no, even not. that's not even their lying gigabit. Like <laughs> that's not even the 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 normal lie of gigabit because gigabit should be 1024. But the way that they word it is they're like, "Oh, it's 1000." So if you buy a hard drive and it says like 240 gigs, it's basing it off each gig is 1000 megabit bits per se or megabytes instead of uh 1024 so this isn't even their lie of oh we're just rounding it to a thousand instead of a thousand twenty four this is literally just not gigabit at all so <laughs> I, i'm sorry that that's always pissed me off when consu- uh when companies would say that like when somebody sued subway because subway wasn't giving them foot-long sandwiches. They're actually like 11 inches or 10 and a yeah. half inches. But then Subway came back and they're like, no, 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 no. It's just marketing. It's just the name of the sandwich is foot-long. <laughs> That's not how measurements work, people. You, There's a set. <laughs> if something's one foot long, it's 12 inches. It's like when a guy is like, oh, yeah, I'm... I'm t- I'm I'm a foot long, but really he's like six inches. Um, he's just rounding up, I guess. So uh, I I hate companies that do that. It's that's not a gig. That's 940 megabits per second. I get that they're trying to market it, but they've got to have the bandwidth to actually make gigabit internet. So why are they? Doing it at 940. Because it's fucking Verizon, and they're going to be little bitches about every little thing. That's true, and a lot of people aren't going to care. Because even at, let's face it, a 940 megabits per second is really good. Like Yes. Um, but, like, if you put that into a normal consumer's household that just sits there and watches Netflix or browses the internet... They're not gonna notice. They're never gonna. They're never gonna run a speed test, ever in their lives. So. And also, I, uh, I really should, like, do some kind of thing on this, um, but your bandwidth doesn't really matter all that much with Stadia. No. Like, like as long as you have decent internet, which nowadays decent equates to maybe 100 down yeah and you don't even really need that much to be able to do stadia streaming well none of that like it doesn't really matter as much as latency does which none of these plans will adjust how much latency you have yeah it it isn't and they have and for some games like assassin's creed has some like uh some reaction time things but in reality it's not that bad with like assassin's creed if there's like a little bit of lag you're not going to really notice it that much but if you're playing a fighting game like uh street fighter or tekken or uh mortal Kombat, you really need that that reaction time if you're having lag you're screwed so and what happens if your internet drops like you can't play the game anymore even if it's a single player game (laughs) <laughs> everything about the fucking proposition because like the other thing about uh about fucking stadia and this entire thing the, this bundle even is that it gives you three months of stadia pro and a chromecast ultra and a controller but you don't get any games no well don't they include like, like, like a couple games for free like destinies but destiny's already free exactly two games well and also destiny destiny now now to be fair with the destiny thing yes destiny 2 is free to play but it doesn't come with the uh expansion packs whereas the one you get with stadia does come with the expansions but i was gonna say destiny is a first person shooter 
and yes which requires very good latency yeah which is fun it's fun i i really enjoy that they're messing all of this up um you know you know what i liked better and was a better service was the sega channel back in the early the mid 90s sega channel was amazing and uh stadia is just a cheap bad imitation of the the sega channel that's what i'm saying and i'm sticking to it and You're, you know like that in what is it what was the Satellaview. yeah okay see i was thinking it was Satellaview. yeah but i was like no i'm just making i'm, I'm <laughs> making that name up because that sounds really stupid but now no it's real that's real yeah well and Satellaview yeah, that... was even better well it was better and worse so the Sega channel was really cool because you just got a list of games. Uh, at first it was 50 games and then they expanded it to 75 games, I think. Um, and you could just go through and there are actually hidden games. So like if you went through the games, you could, um, I forget exactly how it works, but like you press the C button and it would like rotate the card over and you could see at, on some of them, there was like a special code that you could put in oh yeah uh there were playstation one demo discs that did mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and so there were like two usually there was like two extra games that you could you could look through and you could play that were included on the sega channel it was really cool and uh what it would do is it would download the game onto your ram so there wasn't actually any lag <laughs> there was no latency <laughs> so <laughs> Which and it and it was like a better price, uh, uh, yeah. Like, like yeah, it was like twenty or thirty you just bucks paid a the month subscription fee. Yeah, and then you got it, it was the Netflix video games. We already mm -hmm. had it in the fucking nineties. Yeah, and then they had the Satellaview was very similar, except it would only play. You could only play games at certain times. So, like, it would broadcast the game, and if you happened to not be home at that time, you just couldn't play it again. So, uh, they would be like, okay, at 8 p.m., you're going to have access to play Legend of Zelda, like this, this custom Legend of Zelda ROM. And, <sighs> and it would download that, you could download that game onto the RAM and then play that game uh, during that time, but... It was interesting because there was a narrator. So like if some like they would have random events happen, not random, they were planned, but they would have events happen that would be like, "Oh, somebody's drowning over here." And so you would have to make your way over there and there was an announcer who would actually a voice would come through your TV and say, "Hey, there's somebody doing this." And you would have to run over and get that random event, otherwise you'd never see that event again. So so what you're saying is we already accomplished everything that live service games have been trying to do for years now back in the 90s. Yeah, in the mid-90s with the 16-bit consoles. Actually, <laughs> uh, yeah, 16-bit, because I think the Satellaview was for the Super Nintendo. So, yeah, yeah, I think that Stadia is a joke, and we're moving on to our next, our next story. <laughs> which is uh, Half-Life. Half-Life uh, is, is coming out with a VR game called Half-Life Alex, which Alex is a character in one of the games, right? That's like the... Uh, Half-Life 2 yeah. and Episode 1 and Episode 2. Right, right. So Half-Life 2 or Half-Life Alex is coming out, which is a VR game where I think you're getting it, you're getting it for free because you bought the, the Index. It's included right. with the, the index. I yep. will have to probably purchase the game when it comes out or a few years after it comes out. And right now they're offering all of the Half-Life games for free on Steam until Alex comes out. So that's Half-Life 1. Uh, Half-Life, all the, all the DLC for half or uh, expansion packs for Half-Life 1. And then you get Half-Life 2, uh, Half-Life to episode one, two, and they never came out with an episode three, right? They were going no. to, yeah, they were going to, then they decided not to, and then they were like, oh, we're going to make Half-Life 3, and they, yeah, they haven't done that. So here's the good thing, though, is uh, with their track record, you can play half all the Half-Life games for free forever. 
because they're never releasing Alex. Um, I mean, Alex doesn't have the word three in it. That's true. That's true. So it'll it'll come out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They just what they, I would when, like. When was the last time they launched or they released a game? Portal Two. Uh, I think it was Dota Two. Oh yes, I, I guess that technically came out after. I guess that technically well, correct. Uh, that technically if you want, if works. you really want to be technical, uh, it was Artifact. Artifact. What's Remember Artifact? That? Oh yeah, that was their it's, stupid it's the card Dota game. Hearthstone. Yeah, that was, and it was bad. From yeah, what well, I understand, yes. So yeah, I they, guess they just fundamentally misunderstood the entire card game landscape. You know what I and I I get what they tried to do with it where they had like the three different lanes or whatnot i did i like i looked at that and i was like wow that's stupid for a card my game. understanding was that the actual game itself wasn't bad the problem was that you had to pay for the game and then it was basically impossible to earn cards through gameplay you had to buy packs oh okay and with like her and with, with hearthstone even though it is way easier and more more fundamentally sound to buy packs, you can reasonably earn packs within the game. It takes a while, you but you but can. you can. Yeah. And and even even if you don't, you can still enjoy the game without buying packs of cards. Right. Because there are other game modes that that will just give you random cards as long as you are decent at the game. Like you can play Hearthstone without ever paying a cent. Okay, that's good. Um, um, but Artifact was way too much uh, trying to focus on the concept of a virtual economy to be able to deal with that. Yeah, and that's what killed it. So here's so at all the games. So all the Half Life games are free on Steam right now. So if you have a computer, except that can for Half Life Decay, I don't know what that is. So you never owned Half-Life on the PlayStation 2. Oh, right. That was the PlayStation 2 only expansion? Yes. yes. It was co-op. Uh-huh. And was it bad? It was co-op only. And it, no, it was not bad. It was actually a really interesting idea. Uh, granted, I never finished it because no one would ever play with me because uh, I had no friends. Well, but, um, we'll, we'll, we'll set you, up an emulator. You could press later. select. Yeah. You press select to switch between the characters, but uh, I never finished the original Half-Life on PS2, so I would definitely was not going to finish Decay. So what we could do is I, I'm sure that they have networking with uh, some of the PlayStation 2 emulators. I and, actually have PCSX2 up right now. And we could play some uh, Half-Life 2 uh, Decay if you wanted. Um, but it says here... Decay. What Half Life Decay? Not Half Life Two Decay. It's just Half Life Decay. It's yeah. It's the original okay. Half Life. Sorry. Sorry. Which if you've if you've never seen the PlayStation Two version of Half Life, it is a superior version of the game. Oh, okay. Is it minus? It doesn't have mouse controls. I don't think. But well, uh, yeah, they they like they vastly improved the graphics in a lot of places. And it just it, it it is a visually superior game. So here's a list of the games that are free to play from Half Life on Steam. It's uh, Half Life, Half Life Opposing Force, Half Life Blue Shift, Half Life Source, which is a remaster of the original, Half Life Two, Half Life Two Lost Coast, which is just a small tech demo, uh, Half Life Deathmatch Source, Source, Half Life Two Episode One, Half Life Two Episode Two. Uh, all that's missing is the co-op focused half-life decay which is only available on playstation 2 so that is directly from our good friends at destructoid anywho you all should you all should play some half-life they're good games i've never actually beaten a half-life game i've never played any of the expansions for the original half-life uh, and i've heard many good things especially about opposing force right so let's blue shift is where you play as Barney. Oh, uh, let's move on. We'll talk about this last story, and then I have to. Why admit, haven't I have you to... played Half Life, you asshole? I'm. I don't. I've never played the original Half Life. I played Half Life Two, but I've never played the original. You didn't finish it. 
You're right. I didn't finish it. You disgust me. Why? You didn't finish Decay. That game doesn't exist. <laughs> so, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about this last story, which I put in here exclusively for you, Aroa. And... Oh, wait. Wait. We didn't talk about Daybreak making some new studios that it I don't think it really matters. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Daybreak is breaking up their studios into three smaller studios. But then we're going to talk about the last story. <laughs> um, like we're going to talk about the last story. Uh, and then we're going to talk about why I am not going to Ireland this year. But, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, I'm not doing it. Um, let's talk about the, the I am going back to Japan in November. Just so you know, I'm planning on doing that because I want to spend my birthday in Japan. All but right. uh, there, there's another thing to do with Japan where you can play their claw machines online with a Sega app. <laughs> so this is from TechSpot. It says uh, it's, di it's notoriously difficult to win prizes on claw machines, which my sister actually did, by the way. When we were there, she won a giant uh, stuffed so Pikachu. Uh, but before we go any further, these are not claw machines. They're UFO machines. Right, right. I, I know the difference, but that's and, what and, it says here. I, on the... Like, I know that's what it says, and I know that the person here says that they're known locally as UFO catchers, but they're fundamentally different types of machines. Yes. So, um, you can play these UFO machines... Uh, it says it's notoriously difficult to win prizes on claw or UFO machines. They're still fun, and it makes a sense of satisfaction that comes from grabbing a prize all the greater. Playing them does mean having to go outside, though. But with the right app from Sega, you can play one in Japan from the comfort of your own home. So, I have, do you it's have horrible. this yet? Do you have this yet? I'm not downloading it. Why not? I it do you not remember what I I told you what happened? I know, I know what happened. I um, can't risk it because I'll spend way too much money. So the the app is called Sega Catcher Online, and it's for iOS and Android in the United States. Essentially, it lets you play a claw machine, which are known as UFO catchers, uh, located in Japan via a video feed sent to your phone. As with most yes. claw machines, players move the claw forward uh, first by mo uh, uh, wait, move the claw forward first before moving it left or right. Uh, it then drops down and tries to grab plushies, pillows, badges, figures, anime collectibles, and other prizes. So, so that's also not how claw machines in America are designed. They're designed to give you full X and Y control at depends. all times until it you drop the claw. It depends. There are some. It most uh, yeah. I know there are some that you push the button like you do with with this, but all the ones that I've ever played in America, it's you yeah. get a joystick. So uh, uh, every go on the machine costs around one hundred and two hundred Sega points. Buying hundred and twenty of these will cost you a dollar ninety nine. Thirty. One hundred and thirty of these. Sorry, will cost you one ninety nine. Though you can purchase larger amounts at a discount, uh, and practicing now, is free. It, yeah, it says practicing is free, which is interesting to me, and I want to know what that means. Like, do they just have it where, like, you can try to line it up, but then it doesn't drop the claw? Because that seems really weird. I guess it, it, it would, that'd be nice if it could give you a feel for the controls before you actually play it. Yeah. So, um. But, like, this is really fucking cool. <laughs> so, so, but here, here's the thing. Uh, players can earn extra points by logging in regularly, linking their phones, and performing other engagement activities. Uh, and they only take like a week to arrive, which is way faster than Toraba. You might be wondering how people receive their winnings. Well, with the machines being in Japan, the prizes are delivered free of charge from, the, uh, from Japan to the United States. And Sega which says, is also how Toraba works. Yep. And usually Sega says that they take a week to arrive. Players are allowed one delivery per week, but they can get more using their Sega points. 
Sega Catcher Online has been available on PC and Mac since last month, but fans can now use their phones to experience the thrill of playing for a chance to win a small toy before waiting a week for, for it to arrive. So, um, I hope that Oroa... Stop it. Stop downloading the app. <laughs> so, okay, why this is so exciting, though, is because Sega manufactures so many figurines. They do. They, do. they and... are a huge toy manufacturer in Japan. And, like, I, I'm pretty sure that all Vocaloid figurines are made by Sega. When I go, like they even have it in the picture here. That figurine, I just saw that at the at the anime store in uh, St. Louis uh, recently. Yeah, like when, when I go to Japan, God. when I go to Japan again, I will pick you up something. I'll pick you up something again from Japan. Well, I mean, the, you're that the you sending me that uh, one Miku figurine is why I found out that. Uh, they're so overpriced in America. They really, really are. They really are. Because that was only like $12 or less, way less than $12. And um, it's 30 here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, even considering the price of shipping, that is a that is a huge upcharge. Right, right. So, but God, there's going to be so much shit in there that I'm going to want. So, so the only thing I would say, because I know you're... You you just got three dollars an hour taken off your salary, which is a ton of money. That's <laughs> if you work forty hours a week, that's like four hundred and fifty dollars less, which is I'm, shit. I am making less than what I was making when I moved out of my house, mm -hmm. my my parents' house, like six fucking years ago. Yeah. So, um, what you what I would suggest you do is. Why not download the app, don't spend any money on it, and just keep logging in and trying to get those free Sega points? That's the only thing I, I would say to do, but... Here's the I problem, know... though, is that Toraba does the same thing, and I, if it, it, that's, it's, a, it's a goddamn free-to-play sham. It's a shenanigan. I know. Because they do it so that you'll go in and then you'll play one or two games for free and then you'd be like, mm, I just need to nudge it a little bit more. I'll just pay $4 and then I'll get a nudge it a little more. Okay. It didn't yeah. work. I just need I just push it a little more. Just, just a little more money. And the next thing you know, you're $40 in the hole because you wanted the fucking cross-dressing boy. I'm going to get <laughs> I'm going to get the um when I go over there, I'll get you a bunch of those little gotcha figures. So I, I actually went over there, and um, one of my... You, you know my friend Roguish Bard, right? Yeah. Uh, randomly. Um, Roguish Bard really likes Kenny Omega, who's a, a professional wrestler. And they right. had little gotcha figures of New Japan stars. And so I played a couple times, and like the the third time I played, I got a Kenny Omega for for Roguish Bard. So that was that was pretty cool. So I would probably do the same for you. I'd just get you stuff that you wouldn't like, though. I would just get you <laughs> get you a bunch of You'd stuff. You'd also get me Kenny Omega figures. I would get you Kenny. O Actually, he doesn't work in New Japan anymore, so I probably wouldn't mm. do that. But I could get you. Um, uh, some of the the Japanese wrestlers over there. That that would be good, yeah, right? Other, yeah, yeah. Give me stuff that I won't understand what it is at all. It's okay. I rarely watch Japanese wrestling. I, there's so much wrestling to watch. So much. We're gonna move on. Uh, I want to tell you what's happening. Uh, in May, I am still traveling, but what was happening was I was looking at prices from where I live to go to Ireland. And it was going to be around $800 for a ticket, which isn't that bad. Actually, that's a pretty good price to travel from the United States to Ireland, right? But I uh, have actually decided to go to Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And the mm. reason is because Portland to Montreal is $300. Round trip. 
So uh, that's cheaper than if I flew to hang out with you, which is in the United States. So I was like, I, I was just looking up, like, I wonder what places are cheap to go from the United States, uh, from where I'm at, to uh, anywhere, basically, just international flights. What's the cheapest I could get? And it, it appears there was a deal that was going on that was Portland to Montreal for 300 bucks. And uh, another thing that's part of it is I have a friend, actually I have a couple friends who live in Canada. Uh, my friend that I've known for about a decade lives in Canada, in Montreal. And I was messaging her. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to Montreal now. Uh, we can meet up and hang out. And I showed her where my Airbnb was. And she's like, oh, that's like two miles away from my house. So I just happened to get a, an Airbnb that's like right at her house, basically. And then also Parallax Abstraction lives in um, Ottawa, which is about two hours away from Montreal. So I'll be able to go down there and hang out with uh, Parallax Abstraction and his friends that I know online. So I think that it's, it's going to be really cool to, uh, to go to Canada. So instead of going to Dublin, I am going to go to Canada. Nice. Yeah. Um, which means, of course, it's going to be the Aroa Entertainment Podcast for two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that sound of that at all. Uh, yeah, because oh, we're going to be yeah. we're going to be gone from uh, the first of May. It'll be May 3rd and May 10th will be the Aroa Entertainment Podcast on on the Reet Entertainment Podcast channel. And I know everyone loves when. We let Connor and Aroa talk to each other for an hour and a half. It's great. Yeah, we totally have a great um, chemistry interactions. Yeah, we talk good together. <laughs> uh, there's lots of speaking that goes on consistently uh, without any awkward anything. You know, the best thing that they've ever done in uh, in wrestling is not let Brock Lesnar speak because Brock Lesnar is a giant intimidating person but he had to do a promo once and he went backstage and he was like I don't want to do that anymore get me get Paul Heyman in here get me a manager because they he just even though he's big and intimidating he has no charisma it's like when Mike Tyson speaks I was I about love... to say, is it, is it like Mike Tyson where he just should not ever talk? But Mike Tyson, at least when he spoke, he was kind of hilarious. He's like, I'm going to eat your kids, <laughs> which he actually said. Yeah. But he, 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 uh, he made up for the goofy voice with being an actually terrifying human being. Oh, yeah. Well, Brock Lesnar is terrifying, too. But if you put Brock Lesnar versus Mike Tyson... um. Not in an MMA style fight, but in like a boxing match. You take prime Mike Tyson versus prime Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar is going down. Like Mike well, Tyson's, yeah. like I, he's terrifying. Like even now, he's terrifying because um, there was a a video where it's like somebody's boxing or whatever, or like you know trying to do their stance and everything, and Mike Tyson's just like, oh no, you do it like this. And even now, at like fifty something years old, uh, he's like moving and like showing the kid how to do it. And I'm just like, oh my god, I would hate to get punched by that guy. Just like <laughs> he hasn't even worked out in like a decade and a half, and he would still one punch would just lay me out. And like, most like, people, uh, it's that's just a boxing thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I I feel because there was a I saw a video recently on Twitter of an Olympic medal winning boxer who's like long retired he's probably in his late 60s or some shit and like he just fucking floored uh this young kid yeah like, dude looked like he was probably like 23 24 and this fucking old ass boxer gave him one smack to the face and just knocked him flat on his back <laughs> like, uh, 
Oh man, I am so happy I never got into sports or like combat sports. I, I wanted to do boxing when I was when I was younger, and my family kept me away from it, and probably for the best. Actually, it'd probably be very good for you because um, you're out of shape. Well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> there's also the whole like, you know, brain damage thing. Well, I think that um, not if you did like actual boxing. Uh, but actually, it would be pretty good if you or I, honestly, because I'm, I'm not in shape either. I'm just, you're, you're, you're out of shape, and I'm out of shape, and like, thin. So I'm like, at least you probably have more muscle than me because, uh, you're... well, because I'm fat, and uh, I, I was, talked about this recently. I was fat trying. People have to have lots of muscles to keep ourselves from collapsing in on ourselves like a star. I was I was trying to do it delicately and not say that you were fat. No, no, man. It, it's no. I've my legs are incredibly masculine because if they weren't, I would just fall when I stood up. Ma- masculine? Yeah. Do you, do you mean muscular? No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my legs are masculine. Damn it. <laughs> You're like my shape. So much hair on the, the. The funny thing is, my legs are actually barely hairy at all. My legs are pretty hairy. Anyway, we're uh, gonna move on, and by move on, I mean we'll move on to next week. We will have another <laughs> podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, Aroa. I'm sorry. For what? <laughs> for being here? Yeah, I'm sorry. For you weren't my number one pick, but you were a close number four. You were a. You were as as Pete uh, Buttigieg is in Iowa. He's a strong number four. So, Buttigieg. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. 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 Mayor Pete Buttigieg. He's running for president of the United States of America. Oh, I don't fucking know. So Bernie Sanders was number one in a poll. And they're like, oh, look at Biden's number two, and, and, and Buttigieg is a really strong number four. It's like, okay, you guys suck at their jobs. <laughs> so we'll be back next week. We'll have another podcast, have new stories. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Goodbye. <laughs>